Today's episode of the Locked On Sabres podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get 20% off your next order. Your Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Joe DiBiase. I'm staring at a beautiful looking little hat here that Locked On sent me. And I'm Jordan Hanskin, and I am getting prepared for the Masters Tournament by watching hole-by-hole uh, hole flyovers. And this is the Lockdown Sabres podcast, the Masters in November. Isn't it beautiful? Gotta love it's it. It's great. It's not as good. You don't have the, the flowers. Hey, I care about the flowers, the azaleas and whatever other flowers, dogwoods. Is that the extent of your flower knowledge? Because I'm um, not going to be able to help you out here. <laughs> tulips, daisies. Tulips. Roses. Roses. Well, flower draft, maybe. No. Uh, that would be, <laughs> I don't know if I want to do that. I, I very clearly don't have a very big knowledge involving it, but I think yes. it's going to be, it's still going to be awesome. It's going to be good. Mark andre Fleury goes first overall, I bet. We uh, have been kind of rolling through our Sabre World Cup. We're building four teams because nothing really new with the Sabres, right? Like we're just kind of hanging out, waiting for the season. Like at Taylor Hall, it's still cool. I know it's been a couple weeks, but like it's still fun to think about that he's a saber. NHL Network is doing their top 20 lists, and they're always bad. They've got like Drew Doughty as the 11th best defenseman in hockey, as if they've not watched Drew Doughty play in the last four years. He hasn't been an elite defenseman for years now, but hey, he's Drew Doughty, right? Leadership and all oh, the knit and grit. Like, let's put him at 11. That seems right. He's got to be pretty good. So we're in that phase of the offseason. NHL Network top 20 list. And inevitably, they'll come up with the center list. Jack Eichel will be like ninth. The Sabre fans will uproar on Twitter. And, you know, that's what the offseason, that's that's this stage in this elongated offseason. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, the, Sabres. <laughs> the Sabres fans just find a way to get mad about stuff. I'm sure um, people are focusing on football right now because they're just waiting for the Sabres to to get going or have the NHL at least give you something to look forward to. But I imagine like they're going to get mad about any sort of power rankings. And uh, we are going to be doing a little fun tournament in the next cu- couple of weeks. If you missed our last episode, be sure to check it out. We are doing a Sabres-themed World Cup built of Sabre greats and former Sabres. I mean, like Marc-Andre Grignani was on our team Quebec, so maybe I shouldn't just outright say Sabre greats because I would not consider you know, Marc-Andre Grignani like a legend in franchise history. But we're building four squads of former Sabres, past and present. Uh, team Europe, which is the one we are going to build today. Team Quebec, which we built on our last episode. And then Team USA and Team Canada. Team Canada will be built up of the other provinces, not including Quebec. Today is Team Europe. And I think this is maybe the most interesting one to build. It's going to be fun to watch these teams play it out in our NHL 20 simulation to see, you know, where do the best Sabres ever come from? Like, well, we'll put up a tournament to try to answer that question. Team Europe today, just kind of scanning through the list before we even start building them. It's much different than Team Quebec, where Team Quebec was so loaded not just up front, but at the center position with Gilbert Perrault and Danny Briere and Pierre Turgeon and even Andre Savard had 30 goal seasons for the Sabres. And he's like the fourth guy. And here's Team Europe and, and Team Quebec, by the way, no defensemen then. Like all those centers, like no defensemen. Like Marco Scandella is on the second pair. And then you get to Team Europe and it's the complete opposite. 
there's like no centers. Like we're having to put guys kind of out of position or throw in guys that we don't like just because they have a lot of games played. And then there's like 15 defensemen to pick from. Yeah, I, I love the defense depth on Team Europe. I think that's going to be the strength of this team. Well, actually, I shouldn't say that because the goaltending will get to as well. Um, but yeah, this is definitely a more defensive-oriented team than the, the Quebec team. Um, yes. Just mainly based on center depth. Like, the, these guys don't really – they don't have it. I was going to say, because, like, there is scoring on this team. Like, the wingers – like, there are some good wingers, but – Who's getting them the puck? We'll have to see. So let's start with our roster build here, and we'll start with line one. And the top six, where we want to slot guys, and I guess we could change this as the tournament goes on, but for the purposes of this conversation, let's say we are putting lines together, so these are going to be the lines. Line one, I think we have to choose its first line center between Christian Rutu who I am going to fight very hard here for if, uh, if we have a case against him. And then I think the only other guy you can consider is your boy, Jochen Hesch. I mean, he probably, <laughs> he definitely played more wing in his career than center, but he played enough center to qualify. And when there's just so few options, like he, in terms of guys that played center to me, he's easily top two. Yeah. I think you got to go with, I'd go with Rutu because center is his natural position. Yep. Um, so I, I'd have him at one, even though I'm a big hash guy, uh, I would have hash, uh, you know, centering line two and, uh, you know, creating great goals and awesome plays <laughs> from the second line spot. I'm glad we agree on that. Rutu did put up more offensive production. I mean, look at his seasons from age 22, his rookie year with the Sabres through to his age 27 season, 65 points as a rookie, then 71, 60, then 60 again, then 50. And then his final year with the Sabres, he had 25, which was a bad season, only four goals. But I mean, the guy, big assist numbers, playmaker. I've actually become mildly obsessed with Christian Rutu in the last couple of days preparing for this thing. Did you see the the, the highlight that I sent you? on? Uh, I, I DM'd it to you on Twitter. Did you see it, the, the assist that he made? Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean he's awesome. <laughs> I actually, the, the way I discovered that is I searched him on Twitter or on YouTube. If you search Christian Rutu on YouTube, the first video that pops up is a video from the NHL YouTube channel, the official NHL YouTube channel from six years ago. And it is a list of the top 10 assists of all time. They had this Christian Rutu assist to Phil Housley on a Phil Housley goal where he fakes the slap shot. And then on his follow through, he puts the puck between his own legs and back to Housley. NHL.com or whoever puts this list together had that ranked as the second best assist in NHL history. I don't know if it's that good. I feel like there's got to be some other ones, especially in the last six years. But I mean, this guy might have the best assist of all time. I'm obsessed with that play and I'm becoming mildly obsessed with the player. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, You know, I think that he, uh, there's a lot to like. Um, what was he, 80s guy? 87, 86 through 92. So you got like, okay. a, it's not like he was just here for a year also. Right, right. Yeah. All right. Well, we both agree on Christian Rutu is the number one center. I think among these four teams easily will be the worst of the, the top line centers. But, uh, you know, not, not a slouch. Like he would have been on these other teams, I think, a little bit further down the depth chart. All right. What do we want to do on the wings here? I think Alexander McGillney, like we agree, he's got to be top line right wing, right? Yeah, I, I I think so. I would uh, okay. 
there aren't that many guys that have the single season goal total that uh, Alex McGillney uh, offers this team. 76. So what do we want to do on the other side? Do we want to go maybe with Max Afinagunov and put Thomas Vanek and Miro Shatan and load up that second line and kind of balance it out more? Or do we want to pick between Shatan and Vanek with who we think is better? I would probably put I like I love the idea of Vanek with these guys. Um okay. a different a different skill set. Mm-hmm. Um and then I, I think you could have Shatan with uh Afenigenov and Hash on line too. And that provides, you know, I think it provides some balance. Um I don't know if you wanna stock the stack the first line up. Um, but mm-hmm. I kinda I, I like the idea of balancing them out and kinda having uh you know a net front presence with uh McGillney. That's what I would have done too. And uh, that that sets our first two lines as Rutu, McGillney, and Vanek, and then Hash, Shatan, and Afinaganov. I agreed with Vanek over Shatan. I think they're close. I think there's an argument to be made that Shatan was a better player at his peak than Thomas Vanek. Also, and I would make that I would start to make that case. I'm not sure I would go all the way through with it. I think I would probably choose Vanek, but I think Shatan has a case in that. He put up 40 goals and he put up those big offensive numbers like Vanek did, but Shatan did it on teams that lacked almost any other offensive skill. Whereas Vanek did it in protected situations with just loads of offensive skill around him. Now, it's not like he just did it there because then, you know, Briere and Drury leave and Vanek's playing with a rotating door at center and then Jason Pominville, and he is still putting up those big numbers. But I, even though I would pick Vanek, I just wanted I wanted to point that out that I don't think the gap between him and Shatan is that is that big. I think it's pretty small. Um, all right, line three. We have Alesh Kodalik, right? Are we good with that? <laughs> I'm good with it. I, I love Alesh Kodalik. Okay, and then I will make the case here uh, for the other winger on line three being Yuri Himalev, if you are okay with that, because Yuri Himalev playing with Alexander McGillney in the early nineties, he didn't play a ton here, but good offensive production, 150 points in 254 games. There are Rick Jenneret highlights. I've heard of Himalev growing up where he had a hat trick in the same game as McGillney, but nobody in the crowd had a hat left. Um, like Jenneret's got some great Yuri Himalev goals. So I think he should be the guy. If you look at his individual seasons, 27 goals and 31 assists, 58 points in uh, 1994 would probably be his biggest, his best season for sure. Um, so I would put Himalev there. I'll leave center up to you. Cause I just, I don't know what to do here. I mean, I think okay. we're at Johan. I think we're at Johan Larson and Zemkis Gergensen's maybe. Larson and Gergensen's. I'd probably go with. I don't think Gergensen should play center on this team, but I guess he'll have to. I was going to say, um, who else do you put there? Yuri Novotny only played like fifty games. I thought about him, but I mean, yeah, I'm I'm good with Larson. Okay. Even though I think who has the better Sabres career now that Larson's gone, I think you would probably say Gergensen's does. He did make an All Star game playing center. I'll say that. All right, <laughs> I, I'm sold. Gergensen's. Gergensen's. Yeah. Well, the other thing too is, I mean, that's not really a shutdown line. Yuri Hemelev and Alesh Kodalik uh, are pretty one-dimensional offensive players. So mm-hmm. I don't really think Larson fits there. So if we put Gergensen's on line three, that makes that line Gergensen's, Kodalik, and Hemelev. 
Uh, that's our line three. I think in terms of forward depth, this is where they're getting crushed at center. Uh, mm-hmm. And then line four, um, we could kind of toss this up to anybody. I'll throw a bunch of names out there if you want. Uh, Michael Groshek is a name here. Voxlov Verada, I think probably should almost definitely be on a fourth line. We mentioned Johan Larson. Uh, you've got guys who played a lot fewer games. Dinah Zubris only played eight regular season games for the team, but did play that playoff run for the Sabres in 2007. Um, I mean, that that's that's like the, the, the big names, I think. Hear, hear me out, Victor Olofsson. Okay. Just on the one season. I mean, what what are we getting here? We're getting do you wanna do you wanna play grit or do you want this team to be fast and scoring? Well, that's right, because Hashik's a net, so you're just gonna try to find goals, I would think, anywhere you can. As many as you can. Yeah, and um, I wanna and the defense should be good, but um yeah, what I I do think Verada deserves to make the team because he okay. actually had an extended career with the Sabres. Yep. And I think you have to put you have to get a center here somewhere. So you probably have to put Larson. Yep. And so do you think would you rather have Groshik than than Olafson because he's no, played more? I I like your your argument where you know it's like ha- you should be able to trust Hashik and Nut regardless. <laughs> like he's going to have to stand on his head no matter what. So it's like just try to get goals wherever you can. Like you gotta try to find them. And I think Victor Olofsson gives you a better chance at that. I mean, I know it's only one season, but twenty-five goals or whatever it ended up being, and being on the all rookie team, like I, I think that qualifies. We put Yuri Hemelov on line three. He only had three good seasons for the Sabres. Olsen's already got one, and it was as good actually it was better on an eighty two game pace than Hemelov's bus. So he's already the fifth highest scoring Swedish player in Sabres history. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Through 60 games. Yeah. Uh, Sweden, it's Sweden, by the way. Yeah. Not like even Switzerland or Slovakia. Like, no. Right. Sweden. Uh, yeah, 22 goals and 46 points um, for Victor Olsson. So are, is that what we want to do then? Larson, Verada, and Olofsson? I don't hate it. Okay. I think it I like gives it. Larson's line more scoring opportunity than you typically would give them. And Verada, Verada's kind of a he's a grinder, you know, like he'll he'll make plays. Yeah. Don't, don't let this it. don't let this team get to a shootout, by the way, because the combo of Dominic Hashik and Alesh Kodalik is gonna be lethal. <laughs> Built Bar is back. The improved Built Bar is back, and even deliciouser than ever. Six new flavors to go with their twelve original flavors. The new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia. Still love the name on cherry barcia. Lemon almond cheesecake as well. Also carrot cake and apple almond crisp to go along again with your twelve original flavors. My favorite of the original still peanut butter brownie bars are 100% covered in chocolate soft and easy to chew great for the healthy conscious guy built bar helps lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat low calorie low sugar high protein and high fiber right now Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKDOWN, you'll get 20% off of your next order. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, well, let's let's actually let's knock out goaltender real quick before we get to the blue line, because who knows how long it'll take us to put that together. Uh, Dominic Hasek, easy, starting goaltender here. Uh, he is the best goalie in Sabres history. He, to, I think we have both said, is the best player in Sabre history. We had him number one on our Sabre 50 list, and I'm obviously comfortable with him uh, being the goaltender. What do we backup goaltie, goalie, Robin Leonard, maybe? Or there's also Linus Allmark. We could go Mika Nornan. 
Um, and that's probably am I missing any Russian goalies? Your boy Andre Makarov does qualify <laughs> with his one game played. <laughs> um, if that's if that's the options, I think you got to go with uh, Wenner. because what do you? You also have like Enroth, and you have oh yeah, yeah Enroth. But Leonard um, Leonard start Enroth was never the starter. He wasn't the tank on the, ta- year, the tank year for half the season. Michael Neuvrith, Anders Nielsen, other guys. Yeah, I think I think you got to give it to Leonard. Yeah, I'm not. I'm just making sure I'm not missing anybody else here. Uh, Germany, the Sabres have never had a German netminder. Finland, they've had Mika Nornan, who I already mentioned. Um, okay, so yeah, we're going to go with Robin Leonard then as the number two. I guess I'll throw Mika Nornan on as a number three. Just to say it, because just be, I, I liked him. He has the only goal scored in Saber history from a goaltender. So that, that counts. Yeah, I'm good. Stuff. I'm good with that. Okay. All right. So we got that. Let's move on to our Team Europe blue line, and there are so many names here. I mean, I, I'll just ru- I'll just run through the the top like twelve guys, and then if I miss anybody, Jordan, feel free to throw their names in, and then we could kind of. You know, we could piece it together thereafter. Alexei Zhitnik, Henrik Talinder, Rasmus Dahlin, Yaroslav Spachek, Dmitry Kalinin, Tony Ludman, Rasmus Ristolainen, Tepo Numanen, Andrei Sakara, Richard Schmelik, Uwe Krupp, Christian Erhoff, uh, Henry Yoki Haru. I think those are probably, the, unless I'm missing anybody, that's the extent of guys that should even be eligible to make the top six here. But what do you want to start at the top pair? Like who would you consider as the best defenseman of that list of names? I just read. Okay. So I want to start off with guys. I think should definitely like make the roster. I, okay. I immediately think of like Jitnik Jitnik. Okay. I think has to be on the team. I think he might be the best European defenseman in Sabre history. Yeah, I, I think so too. Like, I think that that's, that's where I would start. And then you have that, that crop of the guys that were in the mid two thousands, like, Talinder, Ludman, Numanen. I don't think yeah. we've had better defensemen than those like three guys. Yeah, like, I, I really don't like. I think those three guys are all solid, and uh, you know, I think that those are my those are my four that I think like should make the team. I don't know how you want to put them in, but that's like that's where I start here. And uh, then right. I think you tough, throw yeah. you you throw those four names on the roster, and the way I would put them into the puzzle is because. Henrik Talinder and Tony Ludman was like, I mean, that was a pair for like what three, four years, maybe. Like those guys, you would think, you know, chemistry. We remember that Ludman Talinder pair. I would mm-hmm. want to put them together, which I think then would mean that you would put Tepo Newman in on the top pair with Alexi Zhitnik. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I, right. I, I, I kind of like that. That's your top four. Now, here's where we sit. We have a tough job to do here we have two spots remaining we'll throw one guy in as an extra as a seventh uh Dalene, we didn't mention it's only two seasons he probably will become the best european defenseman in saber history he's got a ways to go Zhitnik was here for a while uh yaroslav spachuk we still have not named dimitri kalinin i don't want to put ristolein on this team i'm just going to be honest i don't want to do it uh <laughs> you can fight me on that if you want i think sakara is interesting here, but I feel like Sakara doesn't outrank those other guys that were on the team when he was like a rookie. Like I think Spachuk, I feel like Spachuk, Kalinin, and even Schmelik should outrank Sakara. Yeah. Um. How long did Spachuk play? I'm I'm leaning towards like a Dali and Spachuk pair. 
Okay, Spachuk played here. He played three seasons, 205 games. In those 205 games, he had 98 points. See, that's uh, yeah, that's pretty that's, good. It's really good. But I'm also thinking, like, Kalinin was here for a long time. Yeah, Kalinin was here for much longer. I mean, Kalinin was here from 1999 as a 19-year-old. Uh, he only played four games that season, to be and fair. And he's a guy then, I remember us, like, I remember WGR and all, like, Kalinin was always the guy that's like, man, if we could just upgrade Kalinin. And yeah. it's like, he was actually you, pretty good, though. <laughs> like, I feel I like... <laughs> I don't know this, but I feel like if Twitter existed and like there were more like analytics guys back in the day that I feel like there would have been a, like a, a army of analytics hockey people that would have been arguing on behalf of Dimitri Kalinin. I don't I know think that. so too. Like, I don't know that he's a good analytical defenseman, but I feel like he would have been. I think he would have been the guy that's like, this guy's underrated. He's the underrated numbers yes. guy. It's like Kalinin does good things. You You guys don't understand. You don't dig deep enough. Yeah, um, we do and- not. By the way, we've not mentioned the German guys. Uwe Krupp, who made an All Star game for the Sabers in the '90s. Now, to be fair, he made an All Star game when it was Team North America versus Team Wor- Team Rest of World, and the Rest of World team didn't have a lot of defensive options. So it almost was kind of like it was kind of Gergensen-y, like him making that All Star game. Okay. But he was a good defenseman. I would not put him on this list. Um, what, is Christian Erhoff? Do we want to throw? Who, who should we throw out here? Should we throw out Airhoff? Should we throw out Ristolainen, uh, Sakara? Like, who do we want to eliminate? I would throw out uh, Risto Krupp. for sure. Let's throw out Krupp and Risto. I'll start with yeah. that. Um, okay, so that leaves us with. You don't want to throw out Sakara yet. You want to keep? I don't want. Name? I can, I think you could throw it out. Okay. Um, I don't think he was ever. Was he ever our best defenseman? Yeah, he, yeah, he might have actually might have been, been, but they weren't they weren't very good though, right? Right, that's right. And like Kalinin might have been our best defenseman after the other defenseman left, and he wasn't very good either. Kalinin also was maybe he was not their best defenseman, but he did play on the top pair with Zhitnik for those couple of years before mm-hmm. the 05 lockout. Um, so that leaves you with two spots. Sakara, by the way, he was on the team the last time they made the playoffs, 2010, 2011. I mean, 21 minutes a night, and you had like a rookie Tyler Myers. I feel like Myers would get most of the credit as like the best defenseman on that team, but I think Sakara might have been the guy. Like Sakara might have been your best okay. defenseman the last time you made the playoffs. Um, and then we have feel, Erhoff, who also was the best defenseman on the team for a bit. Right. Those were definitely teams that weren't that good. Yeah. Uh, Schmelik also like Schmelik was maybe before he's before Kalinin as like the pairing with Alexi Zhitnik at the top of the roster. I mean, he played 2150 a night in 99, 2104 in 2000. Uh, I mean, big minutes a couple, a couple years after that, not a lot of points though. Like that is, well, not a lot of points towards the end. His first two years as a young player, 31 and 41, and then it went came way down. Like he was at 14, 15 points. So weird career in terms of the offensive numbers for Schmelik, where they were high and then they were super low as like a stay-at-home guy. Um, I don't need him on this team. In fact, I would maybe he would be my next guy to eliminate. You eliminating Schmelik? I think I'm eliminating Schmelik. Yeah. Okay, I'm good okay. with that. And so, now we're down to Sakara, Erhoff, and and uh, Kalinin. Or did we put Spachek on the team? And Spachek. 
We have two spots and for the lineup and then one for an extra. Wait, we still Oh, and one for extra. Yeah, as like a seven. Who do you think who do you think of those four fits best with Dalene? Well, let's look also what we have on the top of the roster. Newmanin and Jitnik. That's a pretty good offensive pairing, actually. Like Jitnik used to play mm-hmm. top power play unit. Newmanin actually played on the second power play unit in the 07 season behind Brian Campbell. And sometimes, like those late game situations, it was Newman in on the ice and not Campbell. Like, if you rewatch the Drury game tying goal against uh, the New York Rangers, game five, 7.7 seconds to go. Look at who's on the ice. It's five forwards it's Drury, Briere, Zubris, Vanek, and Connolly. And then there's one defenseman on the ice, and it's not Brian Campbell, it's Tepo Newman in. So he had some offensive ability as well, more so as a passer. And then Talinder and Ludman is more of a steady Eddie, you know, like that's more of a defensive type of pairing. So I'm good with just make putting your best two offensive defensemen on this third pair. Okay, Which so. I th- think would be, I think that all of these guys actually had some offensive ability, which makes this tough. I think Spotchuk should be on it. I think Spotchuk should be on it. And then I'm having a tough time deciding between Darlene and then the other three. I think Darlene and I think I would throw out Airhoff. I okay. I like Airhoff, but I th- gotta hit the net sometime. <laughs> I know, right? Like he missed the net so much. Um, I also I I thought Sakara was so underrated. So like I want to fight for him, but I don't. Think I kind of I, I kind of like Kalinin as the scratch, as the scratch, as the seventh yeah. guy. Yeah. Okay. So do we want to go with Dalin then? Next to Spachuk? I like that. I would. You, you, you said that early on that you liked it. I think Dalene needs to I think that Dalene needs to be on the team. I think Dalene has more talent than any of these people. Yeah. Um, and I think that I know he hasn't played that much, but I think you gotta give some props for the future. And I think that this team needs like Olafson and Dalene. Because I believe in both those players. I think Dalene obviously will be a sensational saber for many years to come. And Olafson, I think, will fit his role. Um, I think that he he can be like a 40 goal guy. I, I believe it. I think if he plays with the right center for a long time, like I think I don't, I don't doubt that at all. Yeah. I'll, you know what? I think Darlene's the right choice here because we have been, we have, and I think rightfully so we have given some guys with shorter careers, more credit and spots on these teams for what their peak was, their ceiling, as opposed to a guy who just played 500 games and was never that good. And Darlene has only played two seasons, but 44 and then 40 points in a shortened year. I mean, that right there, that's better than any offensive season you ever got from Sakara. It's better than any offensive season you got from Kalinin. It only misses Spotchuk's top season, which was 45 points by one point, and he was on pace to beat that. And then Erhoff's top season with the Sabres was 47 points. Again, Dalene as a 19-year-old was on pace to beat that as well. So even though it's two years, right? Like his two, his two first two seasons are maybe as good, if not better, than any season any of these guys ever put on the ice. So yeah, I'm good with Dalene. I'm glad that we uh we did put him there because I was I was iffy because I like Sakara. I like I like Kalin and I like Erhoff, but we are giving Kalin and some inclusion here as well. Um all right. Well I think that's our team. We could put the power play units together. We should do that actually. Uh we've got I think you gotta put Christian Rutu as the center in the top unit, right? Do we want to stay consistent there? Or do we wanna mix it up? 
No, I'm good with that. I'm good with that first line being the top lineup and then having Ooh, you want a forward point. at the point, don't you? I, I'm very interested in putting Kotalik in there. Oh, you I think you gotta. He was the point, he was a point man on the podcast. He was and he was the king of it. Yes. He's just ripping so, shots. All right, let's let's yeah, we'll, we gotta give Kotalik a little extra ice time anyway, right? I mean Girgensis and Himalev. We want to get Alash playing with some of the bigger guns at some point. So I like him. And then our top defenseman on the power play. I think it's probably between Jitnik, Newman, and Spachek and Dalin. I'd go with I'd go with Jitnik. Okay, I agree. Jitnik had a cannon. Like people yeah. forget that. Like he had such a big shot, and it was unlike Erhoff, for instance. Uh, it was accurate. So <laughs> yeah. that that leaves us with our second unit, and I think we could actually just keep going with our uh, same thing as our second line, right? I would Hash- take Hashoff. I would take Hashoff. For who? Uh, find a way to get Olsen in there. Okay. We, okay. Who takes face offs? <laughs> who uh, takes, we could just throw, we could just throw a winger in there and just say, hey, let's hope. Right. Or can we put Olsen at the point? We could do that. You want to do that? With, All right. Uh, I, with I like like that Newman or Darlene. Let's do this. Let's put Jokin hash at center. I kind of like, yeah, no, I, uh, do we want Olsen back there or do we want, you know, do we want Shatan back there? Maybe I don't ever remember him playing on. The, I kind of like point, Shatan on the side, like on the side. That, yeah, like so maybe uh, Max get that get that backhand get get that backhand working. Okay, so we're gonna put Shatan on the wing with Hash, and then Olafson on the wing, right? Or do we want him on the point? It's between him and a Fenaganov, unless we don't want a Fenaganov. Who's better on at the point? Uh, I definitely want a Fenaganov on the power. Play. <laughs> I think I definitely want him on the power play. We could put both. I think, I think Finneganoff was more of a playmaker for sure than Olson was. So I feel like he's got to be the guy at the point. Yeah, just yeah. just be. I mean, faster skater, better with zone entries. I mean, if you need someone to quarterback it, uh, Finneganoff. The problem that you're going to have an issue in that if it's go, the play is going back in the other direction, you are in trouble. <laughs> yeah, but, and I don't really remember power play hash. I'm pretty sure he was out there a little bit, but I oh he was a little bit. He was like a net front guy, if I remember. Okay. Like sometimes, yeah. I yeah, mean, he was not, like he's a good passer. Yes, he is. He was. I think if I remember right, whenever he would play power play, uh, he would rotate with Gostad. Gostad, as he got a little older, kind that of took the roll over. Yeah, but like that second power play unit net front guy, like basically what Thomas Vanek would do on the first yeah. unit. Hash would do on the second unit, if I remember right. So we could put him in there. Plus, we do need someone to take face-offs. And then as a defenseman next to a Finneganoff, I would probably vote for Spachek here just because, I mean, that shot was a cannon. Okay, so you want Spachek over Newman and Darlene? Yeah, Unless I'm okay with that. Newman's probably going to have higher defensive skill here. If we want a more, st- if we want someone we trust more with a Fennekenoff back there, <laughs> I'm okay Max. with I'm okay with Spacek though. Okay, so we want let's go with Spacek then. Um, all right, well, do we want to create po- penalty kill units too, or do we want to stop at power play? Penalty kill hash and uh, Gergensons, hash and Gergensons, and then I think Kalinder Ludman, Kalinder Ludman, and then. Uh, 
probably Spotch. Larson on the second unit. Oh, Talinder, Ludman, and then Newman and uh, Newman and uh, Zitnik would be the second pair. Newman and Zitnik, and then I think you want a Fenegenov on the penalty kill. That's that's <laughs> what? Oh, for like breakaways? Exactly. Oh, <laughs> I kind of like it. Who do we? Who do we and want to Christian take off? Christian Rutu and a Fenegenov. Who right, else so do we have? We have we had Hashin Gergensen's, which you is do have Steady Eddie. Maybe two of your better defensive forwards on the team and Johan Larson and Voxlav Verata, but I mean that I was mean, I what like... the Sabres did with uh it was like Hashin Connolly for a little bit. You had like a steady yeah. guy, and then you had the guy that could burn. Right. Okay. I so what so do you want to do let's let's give let's give Rutu a break here. He's playing a lot. Um do you want to do Larson and a Finneganoff? Yes. Okay. Larson probably also. <laughs> I would have to check on like what they have in the game. Maybe Rutu would be the answer. But Larson or Rutu, I'd imagine, are the best face-off guys on the team. Uh Giergensen's plays wing, and so does Hesh. They both play center too, but I would imagine yeah. that would hurt the rating. So all right, that's our team. I'll run through it again real quick. It's forwards. Rutu, McGillney, and Vanek is line one. Hash, Shafinaganoff, and Shatan is line two. Giergensen's Kotalik, Himalev, line three. Larson, Verada, Olsen, line four. The defense, Zitnik, Newmanen, Talinder, Ludman, Spachuk, Dalin, Kalinin as an extra, and then uh, in net, Dominic Hashik, Robin Leonard, and Mika Nornan. How do we think this compares to Team Quebec? I think they're better uh, overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do think Quebec, Quebec's top heavy. It all comes down to the French connection and that Danny Briere group that they got going. Yeah. Um, I think that this team is far deeper and the goaltending makes it where I, I'm definitely picking Europe mm-hmm. if they're, if they're playing head to head. Uh, but I don't think it's, I'm, I'm, I'm interested by it. I think Quebec's got a lot to like. Um, but they also have a lot that I'm like, uh, Marco Scandella is playing. <laughs> right. <laughs> Europe has 15 defensemen, maybe better than Marco Scandella. Europe could Europe could put in Sakara and other guys and they would still be better. Yeah, for defense. sure. Yeah. There were there were probably names that we didn't even mention. I mean, uh, you've got like uh, Dmitry Kulikov, maybe not actually, never mind. Salzer. <laughs> yeah, Salzer, uh, Zadorov. We did. We threw out uh, Ristolainen pretty quick, but like even he would be. And he's, he would probably play he would pair. he would play. Yeah, he would play on the Quebec team. He would make yep. the Quebec team. We threw Henry Yoki Haru out pretty quick in part because it's only one season, but he would have been playing on that team uh, probably over like Grignani, for instance. Um, yeah. So yeah, this is this is the defense is crazy. How many more defensemen there is? Andre Mazaros also didn't mention. That was a tank team, though. That's so tough. That's, <laughs> I don't think we can blame ourselves for not mentioning Andre Mazaros. <laughs> yeah, I agree. All right. Well, we've got one more team left to build, Team Canada. We already did put our Team USA unit together as well. Maybe we'll revisit that and see if we want to make any changes. But Team Canada, not including Quebec, that will be interesting. because My we, quick theory on this team ahead. is going to be a lot of players I don't like. On this Team Canada team? Yes. I think we're going to get a lot of, I think we're going to get a lot of Tim Murray Sabres on this team. Oh, it's an Evander Kane. <laughs> Ryan O'Reilly might be, uh, I think Dale Howarchuk's probably number one, but Ryan O'Reilly is going to be a center on this team. No doubt. I think he'll, he'll probably be number one center on this team. Well, maybe. And the other thing about this team yeah. is I think they will be the weakest in net. 
I think it's, we'll see. Don Edwards, Darren Poopa, we got to go through the names. But I think off the top of my head, Don Edwards might be the number one guy. That would definitely be fourth. All right. Well, we will get to that on our next episode. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in today. And if you missed our building of Team Quebec, be sure to check out our last episode on Lockdown Sabres. For Jody Biasi and Jordan Hanskin, this has been the Lockdown Sabres podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network.